Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Pastor Dan Woodward, uh, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Dwight, Illinois, pastor there for 36 years. Uh, pastor Woodward is also a member of the adjunct faculty, or the junkie faculty, as he likes to put it, uh, and we certainly have enjoyed him teaching uh, our young people through the years at Providence Baptist College. And today, Brother Woodward, we're going to be talking about uh, the idea of event planning, and I'll just kind of set you up here. Your ministry do, does things rather large. You do things big. Go big or go home. Uh, with your football camp ministry, obviously that's an entire crowd of boys that are on site at your church property. You don't have a campground per se. So this, is, this football camp is not done at a campground with traditional dining hall facilities or whatever. You take whatever church facilities you have and you make it happen. Uh, you also have several fundraiser for the, fundraisers for the church. Uh, a harvest days that's done there in the local community, a thresherman's, an old steam engine uh, type of uh, fair uh, that you do food for, and even big days, basketball, volleyball tournaments. Uh, you seem to be a master at putting together food events. And for maybe there's pastors out there who want to have dinner on the grounds, want to do it right, uh, want to make sure that it's done properly. Maybe it's a youth conference or maybe some kind of youth event. Maybe some, they're just trying to do some big event with their church. And can you give us some pointers and some ideas of how to successfully do that? And maybe uh, tell us a little bit about some pitfalls we can avoid too. I'm, I'm big on philosophy because if my philosophies are right, I'm going to land in the right place, you mm -hmm. know. And I've always been, if, if anything's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And if anything's worth doing, it's hard work. Sure. If you sat in a staff meeting of mine and we put something out to do and, and some staff member said, that's a lot of work. I will throw you out of a staff meeting. I don't need somebody yeah. to tell me something is a lot of work. Uh, anything, everything's hard work. And so we, we, we do events, to, uh, whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. My, my wife said to me the other day, said, honey, can we just do something normal? Do we always have to go all out? I don't know anything else but all out. Yeah. I don't. Because I'm doing it for my Lord and Savior, and, and I want to do it right. And I want, I want to reach people. If I can reach somebody through what we do, I want to do this. One thing I've learned with doing any event, many hands make light work. Mm -hmm. And in a small ministry, the pastor has to be hands-on. He's got to be involved. Sure. You know, it's different. If you're Brother Gomez and you got a college and you got this, you got that going on. But I lead my people into the work. Mm -hmm. Brother Gomez does too. Uh, I worked with him at Kite River. He was side by side with me at Kite River, working in the trenches, painting and fixing and doing yeah. and chopping trees down, doing all oh unbelievable amount of work. He led in that project. But but you got to get all hands on deck. But you do that by getting involved. You do that by going and individually asking people, hey, do you have some time here? Do you have some time there getting people? You know, any event you do, you have to break it down into small. Football camp is broken down into 28 areas. Some people have multiple areas. But you break it down so it's easy. The small parts begin to, hey, I can figure out how to do this little bit. Mm -hmm. I can figure out how to do this little bit. And so when you begin to, if you look at the whole, you'll never do it. Mm -hmm. But you begin to break it down. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I believe I always go big because God's, 
business is the greatest business in all the world. So I, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do as best, the best we can do. You know, when food, people ask, where did you learn to do food so well? I, I said, it starts with eating. <laughs> I love, I'm a foodie. You know, my girls got me on Instagram for one purpose. Send us pictures where you're eating at. Send us a picture of what you're doing. So most of my okay. Instagram stuff is all food, and we have fun with that. But, but you know, um, you got to know the crowd you're serving. What do you, if you're going to serve kids, you, you know, you get the hot dogs and, you know, we, we have, we have served a thousand hot dogs and got them all pre-made, all put together, all rolled up in foil, mm-hmm. putting them in a, a, a chest, ice chest, but, but, but no ice. Yeah. Keeping them warm, uh, warmer, and you know, putting it together, serving kids drinks, and they think it's the greatest thing in all the world. Well, have somebody with a ketchup bottle in one hand and mustard in the other, and just producing, putting an assembly line together. But but in food, I look. I've looked over the years. Who who has the who's who are some of the better cooks that have a mind for food? In in my ministry. When we have a potluck and, and everybody gets involved, you know, we bring, everybody brings for their family plus four. Mm-hmm. But I always go through the line and say, who made this? Who made this? Who made this? And, and if she's not in her 50s, I don't need it. <laughs> she's got a 50 year older because, you know, the older they are, the better they cooks they are. And then every once in a while I get fooled with somebody, you know, a young girl that knows how to cook, grew up in a home that knew how to cook and... You know, but but getting people involved, and again, it goes back to that thing of appreciating what people do and what mm-hmm. they're appreciating that they took time to to give you and to help you do. But you know, we we organize things for we do in our town. It's a real testimony in a small town. The only thing we're involved with as a community is this big town festival, and we grill. We have these. We started with one little grill, mm-hmm. grilling. We now have 12 grills. We're the okay. largest food vendor there. Wow. And uh, we serve one ton of butterfly, no, a half a ton of butterfly pork chops, one ton of ribeye steaks at this event. Oh, wow. Off of these grills. It's in your face grilling. And, mm-hmm. but, but again, it started with teaching people. In the first few years, it seems so hard, and every year gets easier as everybody has their part. Everybody jumps in. You know, when we're doing fundraising events, the workers are not paid. Mm-hmm. So my philosophy is you can eat while you're there and eat. You know, that's your pay. <laughs> we'll work for food. Hold that's the right. sign. And, and we have fun with that. But, you know, food events, you begin to figure out what your audience is. Who are you feeding? Who are you working with? Uh, where, 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 what age group, if it's an adults? Uh, Woodward Weddings, thank God there's no more. We're, we're food <laughs> events because I'm a foodie. I like events with food. And, and so each of my daughters had uh, a sit-down dinner for their, and we did it. And I rallied, I cashed in favors from, from friends. Brother Angel's Church did all the steaks for my daughter's ribeye steaks and and chicken fillets we did for a wedding, all yeah. organized, laid out, and I laid it out, organized it. My next and, and Rachel did a carnival for her I remember the that. kids. 
I helped run it. Yes. And the kids yeah. did a carnival yeah. and the slide and all of that. And the whole wedding left. I had an ensemble to play and we had a beautiful wedding. By the way, I didn't have the money for a wedding. I scrapped cars. The price of steel was $350 a ton during her wedding. And I just kept scrapping and people kept giving me stuff to scrap and I raised the mm -hmm. money and that's how we had a wedding. Wow. Uh, and you know, it's just being creative, thinking out of the box. Mm -hmm. One reason we don't do events and do things to the best of our abilities, we say, well, we don't have no money, we can't afford it. Well, learn to raise the money, go after it. You know, mm -hmm. we do that harvest days. I just told you one ton of, of ribeye steaks. Yeah. So you know the kind of dollars, you run the figures that we do there, well, that, that, that fundraising allows us to do other things. Mm -hmm. We do a, a steam engine show, sto, a show called Thresherman's Reunion. It's a six-day event. And, and now I'm the chaplain there, and I preach Sunday services there, and then I go back and preach my own service. Oh, and, and, uh, but, but we serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But we have kids who have grown up learning to flip eggs and learning to, mm -hmm. to do all that, going into lunch and into dinner. And uh, that, that money goes to allow us to do events. So, you know, we have ski camp and, and our kids pay their own way to all events. Mm -hmm. We don't ask mom and dad. And we teach them that it's a privilege to pay your own way. And it's, you work and you work for it, you appreciate it. But that's how we do e events is by raising the money ahead of time. Sometimes you got to go to the people. Let's take a couple offerings. Mm -hmm. We've got a, this event coming up. We're going to need X amount of dollars. We run a budget on everything. We set up the budget. We figure out how many ounces per person, mm -hmm. depending if it's meat or a vegetable or what we're going to do. All that's online to get how much the average person eats in vegetable or meat or yeah whatnot and you that figure was, your food cost. That was going to be one of my questions is how do you actually figure out portions and you know it's you don't want to be wasteful and make you know make too much but then God forbid you run out that's even worse. My philosophy is never run out always have leftovers mm -hmm. and here's what it works all my workers get the leftovers you get to take home that's yeah. part of the reward and that's why I don't ever have any problem getting any help because <laughs> folks know if I help I'm gonna you know yeah. I get we get the leftovers and I always make sure there's leftovers, you know, it's something mm -hmm. we've done. But you can figure out your costs. And you you know, again, if all if all goes awry, you could pray and ask God to give you the money, you know. So <laughs> you know, I'm being sarcastic, yeah. but we pray about Lord help us to yeah. be able to do and and I I never wanted our church because we were small not to be able to do different things. So mm -hmm. So you, you plan the menu based on who's coming and who you're shooting for, and you, you, you can use online resources to figure out how much to make for how many people you're expecting. Uh, what about the actual serving the food process? Obviously, there's a better way to go about it if you want to get a whole... Obviously, serving a crowd is a challenge, and there's a right way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it in order to get a crowd through quickly. Portion control is how we make sure we have enough to feed everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we have somebody feeding them, okay. or we put a portion server in there and say one scoop of this, one scoop of that, two scoops of this, and you kind of try to portion control it. But you can a one-sided line that serves, but two-sided line goes faster. Sure. So I've seen, I walk into a place that's serving and I'd say, no, man, the lines are 10 miles long. I wish somebody would have taught these guys how to serve. 
so that they could get it. And so, uh, we, you know, we Brother Gomez is a master at that. I've seen him say, open up both sides of that line. This is going too slow. You know, but these are things we've learned sure. to put them through. But portion control is how you manage the money of it, getting people and being friendly. And and we're masters at getting people through the line. Football camp does it all the time. They do a great job sure. with it. So as far as, you know, the equipment that you need to put on a good meal, uh, obviously you guys have been doing this for a lot of different events, but maybe a church uh, is just starting out with wanting to do dinner on the grounds. How how might they be able to, you know, manage to produce a large amount of food uh, with maybe not as plentiful equipment like you guys have? Well, you know, start, you can start with roasters. You know, we buy, we started buying stuff at Goodwill or mm-hmm. different, our ladies watch for roasters and, and, and we have a large, you know, it got to a point where I said, no more roasters, ladies, we're good. <laughs> you know, but they, I have people that go to secondhand shops buy that. Mm-hmm. And roasters work good. You can do anything in a roaster to cook. And that's how you start. Mm-hmm. We started with small residential ovens and then we have big commercial stuff now sure but you know we watch uh i i bought a bunch of equipment during this shutdown of restaurants watching oh yeah facebook a marketplace uh you know um and offer up different things that i look for equipment and and i go here's the thing when i'm negotiating that i learned from my wife I always ask, what's your friendliest price on this? Hmm. And they seem to melt. People melt when you ask them, what's your friendliest price? First of all, they're taken back because they've never heard that before. And they'll say, my friendliest price. And, uh, you know, then they'll think, and I'll usually get the best price right away that they have. And so I try to buy things. And I'm always looking for the church, especially in the food area. Mm Of, of a kitchen. We have two, uh, we turned two closets into a kitchen, two different kitchens. Yeah. And uh, we produce for 600 a meal for six breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we do it because, you know, we just thought through it, did a little bit at a time. You grow into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, start with warmers. Crock pots is how everybody starts out. Mm-hmm. And, and crock pots and doing those things. But you can do what you want. It just takes time to think a little bit. you got to learn to think. How can we do it? I like brainstorming. And I know we're uh, in the last few seconds here. But I like getting together brainstorming. There's no bad, I- uh, there's no bad ideas at all. Everybody chips in and we mm-hmm. think through and, and uh, plan. Well, I like your philosophy. In the last couple of episodes we've talked about, it, it's been that re- repeated theme of delegating, getting other people, uh, and realizing that you know you're, you're, the responsibility isn't solely on you as the pastor. You you don't have to come up with all the ideas. It can come from the people of your church as well. So that was very good. Thanks so much, Brother Woodward, for helping us a little bit with that. And if you want to check out our other conversation with Pastor Woodward, uh, check out our YouTube channel and make sure that you like and subscribe. And you can also check out our audio-only platforms as well. Thanks so much for joining us.